All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Elite Heat Episode 9. Wow, crazy, bro. Nine episodes. It's been just over two months. We are on the heels of one of my favorite episodes yet, the Elimination Chamber Super Show. The support has been crazy, but enough about that. I'm going to bring in my co-host, Elitist. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, Kevin. I'm doing good. It's good to be back for Episode 9. As you talked about, it's... It's unbelievable. I mean, we've we've gone past the two month mark now. The support on these podcasts, especially during the live premieres, has been really damn good. Like last week with the Chamber Super Show, that thing we had twenty plus in the house for the like the mass majority, and like upwards of twenty five to like nearly thirty people, which is just insane. Like Kevin and I, uh, we started this out two months ago. We didn't really know where it would go, but it's been great. Uh, I'm sure you'd agree. Yeah, it's safe to say that it's been a success. It's been better than I've thought, than you've thought, than we we could ever imagine. It's been really, it's been really been a hit. Thank you all for the support. As always, you can catch the podcast version that will upload on Tuesdays on Spotify, Apple, wherever wherever you get your podcasts at. The YouTube version you can watch live as at the premiere on Mondays around you know two three p.m. Eastern time on Mondays. Try to get it up around that time frame. Just depending on what's going on in that particular day, what have you. Enough about that. We have also, also one other thing. One other thing, real quick. If you're in the live chat right now, or you're you know watching the video back, or whatever, could you please comment? Just I'm curious on this one. When we do elite hate shows, which style do you prefer? Do you prefer the wrestler bios like we did for Goldberg, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton? Do you prefer those? Do you prefer the pay per view super shows, or do you prefer these types? These like you know, kind of fun video into podcast form type episodes. So, you know, reply back which one you prefer. Just, just get a general engagement because going forward, we're trying to make this podcast as good as it can be. A bit of feedback be much appreciated. But yeah, none of that. Without further ado, Kevin, back to you. Let's get into this. Yes, we have another fun one. This is going to be a follow-up to our If WWE Was a High School podcast that we did two weeks ago. So this one we're going to do if WWE wrestlers or if wrestle, WWE superstars had real jobs. And I, I think it's a really fun concept. <clears throat> you know, we're just going to uh, imagine just certain wrestlers, the characters, the wrestlers. We're not imagining the real people. We're not taking any shots at the real people. This is solely based on uh, the television uh, characters. Some of, them, some of them we might take some petty shots, but it's what we do. It's, it's all the sake of entertainment. There's no genuine intent meant by any of the jokes with this it's just a bit of content for you guys so yeah as you were saying kevin this thing it's going to be a bit of fun we're just going to make this kind of mostly off the cuff have these general fun interactions you guys if you're in the chat you know during this comment you know reply who you think these wrestlers would be if they had a real job so without further ado i think we'll just you know start us off with the first wrestler we'll go from there you guys will get the hang of this pretty quickly so kevin start us off all right, Let, let's start off. Let's start off with someone pretty easy. I don't want to go, you know, I don't want to go too too deep. Let, let's start off with the street profits. Let, let's take it easy. What, what do you what do you see the street profits as in real life? Street profits. I think this one, you guys should be able to picture these guys. You can picture them as like the super cool DJs at the club. These are the two guys who everyone gets around. That like super popular. These are the guys who are on a Friday and a Saturday night. They're blasting tunes in a nightclub. They're just the coolest dudes because they run the club. Anything more to add with the Street Profits? Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're the DJs. They're the guys that LeBron James hangs out with in VIP and, and like Kim Kardashian, like all the celebrities hang out at their club in the VIP and they know everybody in town. 
They're like, yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the guys who, like, you'll see on LeBron's Insta Instagram story, but like, he'll do, like, a video, like, a selfie video of him just, like, getting up and down at the club, and the Street Profits will be there with the DJ sets. Like, that's the Street Profits. Like, they're just super damn cool guys. Yeah, exactly. Not much more to say there, but, yeah, go ahead. Feel yeah. free to throw a wrestler out there. Um, well, let's start us off. How about Akira Tozawa? Let's do Tozawa, Kevin. <laughs> Tozawa is a hibachi chef. I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but... You could just you could picture Kevin, it. Kevin, it's hard to be any more stereotypical than WWE. Okay, WWE made this guy a ninja. Yeah. I mean, so we're gonna we're gonna continue with the stereotypes. We don't really condone stereotyping, but I mean, this video technically is. But nonetheless, in my opinion, Akira Tozawa, kind of building on you there. He's the guy who works at a sushi bar. Okay, you can you can picture this. Okay, don't bother trying to get offended. You can picture this. Okay, this is just for the sake of the video, bit of fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then you have a guy like uh, a guy like Andrade, you know. What, yeah. what do you what do you see Andrade as? Well, Andrade for me, it, it's a good one because like Andrade is interesting. For me, I picture Andrade. He works at the jewel like jewelry shop at the mall. Okay, this guy is selling the diamond watches, the golden like Rolexes. He's selling the you know the the chains and the rings. That's Andrade. He's selling all the stuff, and then he'll like steal the stuff from like from his work. And wear it around himself and try and act like he is bling, he is clout, he's really damn cool. Like, <laughs> I, I can picture Andrade doing that. Like, he's walking around the mall trying to flex his chain, and it's like, dude, you, you can't afford that. Like, you've stolen that from your shop. Like, that's Andrade. Uh, for me, Andrade look. I'm not trying to be stereotypical again, but Andrade looks like the guy that runs the taco truck that I frequent when I'm when I got the munchies or I'm drunk. Like, Andrade looks like that dude. I'm just like, yo, we get three tacos, bro. You know, like he he doesn't speak any English. He very broken broken English at best. Heavy heavy Mexican accent. Oh that, Jesus! That, for oh. me, that that would be Andrade in real life. Let, let, let's be honest. Oh my God! Um, I mean, building off that, what about Angel Gaza? Like, what about him? Like, I'll start with Angel Gaza. I picture Angel Gaza as like some kind of like underground rapper type. Like, I picture Angel Gaza going to Andrade for like jewelry. To make himself look more clouded up and look more big time, and then Angel Garza proceeds to go on his Instagram account with like 800 followers and try and flex his Rolex, you know, for the gram. <laughs> like that's that's Angel Garza. Like you can picture him, 822 Instagram followers, sitting on some Bentley car with his with his Rolex. He's like, oh yeah, and he has the, some caption saying like, you know, I live for this or like born to live, live to ride. And he's, he's holding his Rolex, and meanwhile, you listen to his rap songs on SoundCloud. Which have like seven streams. No one's listening to him. He can. He can, He's living on like. He's like. On, he's in poverty, but he's trying to flex his golden watch. Like that's Angel Garza. I mean, come on. Come I, I, I picture that his day job. I picture Angel Garza. He works at like a Macy's or something in the mall, and he just like he's selling perfume and, and cologne, and he's hitting on all the girls. He's like he's like spraying perfume on them. He's like, oh, mama, you look. You smell so good. And he gets like all the white girls' numbers because he's got that Latin flavor, you know. That, that for me, that's the way I see him. Like he just he reminds me of that guy that you walk into Macy's. He's the only guy that works in the makeup and perfume section with the girls, and he like he he hits on all the girls. He like he dates them all. Every girl that comes through Macy's, he ends up getting their numbers somehow. Yeah, that. that... Oh, that is too funny. He's just he's that one guy. Yeah, that's just great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, moving on for a second. How about we'll do? What about Adam Cole, Kevin? What, what about Adam oh, Cole? Jesus oh, Christ! So uh, yeah. Adam Cole is a Twitch streamer. A, a, you know, a mid-level Twitch streamer. He's got maybe like 
50,000 followers and he does yeah. like he does like shirtless streams for his tier three he got he has his simps any, any gender any you know sexuality he has many simps and he yeah. caters to them and he has and he does like nude photos on patreon and only fans you know he does like um he does like like photo shoots of him like with nothing but just a controller in his hand or <laughs> Dress, um, he, he does like cosplay as like some of the Fortnite skins <laughs> or Overwatch characters like that. For me, that's what I see uh, when I see Adam Cole. Oh, uh, you can just picture Adam Cole he, on his Patreon. It's like oh, fifteen dollars for an exclusive photo, and it, it's him dressed. It's him dressed as like oh god, even take your pick. Like I mean, just literally like he dresses Mario. the cuddle team. He dresses the cuddle team leader from Fortnite, oh, and like god. it's a fifteen dollar exclusive photo. And all these tier three simps just they flock to Patreon. They get this photograph. They share it on you know Twitter. And then when these these simps on Twitter are like, oh, here's my daily Adam Cole photo. Like <laughs> like this is my this is what they do. Like this is legit. This is Adam Cole. I yes. mean, you talked about him there. Like Adam Cole in in this like if he wasn't a WWE wrestler, if he had like a quote unquote real job. I mean, people would debate Twitch streaming is real job, but it is. It pays the bills. Adam Cole will be that guy who wishes he was Pokemane. Kevin went over it there, doing those shirtless streams. You could picture this, okay? He'd be a male who who wishes he's an e-girl. That'd be Adam Cole, okay? <laughs> it just, I guarantee you, he'd be selling those, like, $50 OnlyFans accounts, and then you'd buy the OnlyFans, and it'd be a video of Adam Cole with, like, a controller over his junk. Like, that'd be Adam Cole. Yes, yes, well said. And, oh. and, he, and he has he has this smoking hot wife. That's like that's like Instagram famous. She's she doesn't do anything in real life. She's just Instagram famous. She has like five hundred thousand followers on Instagram. She posts bikini pictures. But Adam Cole, he, he never reveals that he's like you know with oh, Britt Baker in this situation. He never reveals that, okay? Because if he reveals that publicly, then all these simps will be heartbroken. These simps who think they're a chance to get with Adam Cole, th- th- they'll be distraught. They, th- they won't give him any more money. So he has to keep this relationship with Britt Baker private. Because or else, if, if God forbid he reveals it, then they're not going to give Adam Cole any more money. So that's the situation with Adam Cole. He's a Twitch streaming, mid-tier streamer, got his all his tier threes. That's Adam Cole. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, so, I mean, who do you want? Who do you pick someone? Let's go. Right, I'm going to say AJ Styles. So for me, I, yeah. I see AJ Styles as a guy, like he lives in like Georgia or Tennessee or somewhere in the suburbs. And he owns like five or six businesses. He's a rich dude. Like he owns a construction business, carpenter business, tile, flooring, whatever. Like all this handyman, like like quote unquote real man, manly man work. He owns those businesses. He doesn't show up to any of them though because he has people running them for him. All he does is go mudding and hunting, shooting guns, <laughs> drinking beer. Like that's all he does. He go. He's the guy. I picture AJ Styles as the guy that like he walks into a like like a dick sporting goods that he gets into fights with argument, not fights, but arguments with people in line. And he's just like, Oh, you don't want to buy that rifle. You want this rifle. He's like yelling at the people that are trying to shop that for me. That's why I, I see him as that guy that just doesn't know when to shut up ever. Just constantly running his mouth. Oh, uh, I mean, building on that, I just saw is that guy. Like this isn't really his job. I mean, it's not his job, his occupation, but he's that guy who'll walk in to like some bar like during you know he'll, this is the guy who'll walk into i don't know some kind of um bar or whatever and he'll literally like pick fights with people saying you know nothing about football this guy is a better quarterback and he like styles is like shoving people in the bar 
because he knows he's got like he's got rifles in his car. So if anything becomes like real, he'll just go out back, get his you know rifles, and just sort it out that way. Okay, but anyway, back to the occupations. Styles, in my opinion, is that guy who he's made bank in like the past like twenty years, and now he just lives out in some ranch down south. He's like a truck driver. He, 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 what, he gets, makes minimum wage nowadays, but he doesn't care because he's got like stocks and investments and he's got like six properties. So nowadays he just doesn't care. He's got a family. He'll drive trucks, like 18 wheelers. He'll be like, you know, hooning in the truck and he's got his hunting rifles at the passenger seat. That's AJ Styles, at least I think. Yeah, um, it's, it's pretty similar. Pretty pretty similar to what mm-hmm. I said too. So you, you guys get the point. AJ Styles is a freaking redneck with a lot of money. Yeah, that legit. And I mean... Yeah, at this point, you guys should kind of see the kind of theme with what we're going for. This is a blast. Like, doing this is just jokes. So, that being said, we'll move on to someone who's... It, this is a fairly easy one. Kind of similar to Straight Profits, but Kevin, Damien Priest. Like, who's Damien Priest if he didn't? If he wasn't a wrestler? No, da- Damien Priest owns a Latin nightclub. Easy. He owns a Latin nightclub in Miami. It's like the hottest nightclub. You know, just uh, all, like, Puerto Rican women, Colombian women, they all go to this nightclub... It, 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 everybody goes to this nightclub, but it's mainly Latin, and it it's one of the hottest cl- hottest nightclubs out there. Yeah, it's, it's the best nightclub going. Like Damien Priest owns it. The Street Profits like DJs. It's like the coolest place to be. Like this is like there's like maybe three nightclubs in this like hypothetical town and in this made up fantasy world. There's like three to four nightclubs. You've got these like good ones. Where, like Damien Priest runs it. You have got the Street Profits as DJs. This is the one where LeBron will come there if he's in, in town. Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, all these like clouded up NBA players will go to Damien Priest's club. Then you've got your rundown nightclubs, which later on we'll talk about the kind of people who, you know, in WWE work at them. We'll talk about the you know the, the crappy clubs later, but this is the club to be at. Damien Priest runs it. You've got the Street Profits as DJs. This is the one where all the celebrities go. So, yeah, that's that one. Yeah. Uh, you have Corey Graves. Corey Graves is a guy for me. I see Corey Graves as the guy that that he has to cover his tattoos. So he has to work at like a, like an office. I, I just see him working at an office, like doing Excel spreadsheets, like yeah. making cold calls, doing sales all day. He's just like he never goes anywhere. He's just like he never moves up in a company. He has like a like a six figure job, and that's it. He does that job for like twenty five years, retires, gets a pension, just a basic yeah, this is a, everyday. This life. is that guy. <clears throat> Sorry to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. This, this is that guy who I mean, basically that he, he works in some administrative job in some office. He does this, the nine to five life. He you know gets home. He just spends an hour or two complaining to his wife about every little thing during his day that was wrong. Like he complains about everything. Like this is the guy who goes, "Oh, no, I hate Karen from Karen from HR. She wouldn't let me get my request to get a, like a bonus. Oh, I can't stand my boss. My boss said this, this, and this. Oh, I can't stand Darren. Darren was standing the photocopier for fifteen minutes. I should have got there first. Like Corey Graves complains about everything in his nine to five, and he, he makes like, a handsome living. But yes. he just complains and complains, covers his tattoos. That's Corey Graves. Yes, yeah, he's complaining to his hot wife, Carmella, or his former hot wife, Carmella, who's not hot anymore. Because, <laughs> you know, they've been <laughs> together so long. They're just, like, sick of each other. And, like, I don't even know what Carmella's occupation is. What, what, what does Carmella do? Is she, like, she's, like, the manager at, at, like, a, at like, a, like, a local business or something? Yeah, literally. She, she works, like with customers that they, they they put like carmella out the front of the business to because you know they know carmella will get them sales because of you know how she looks and carmella was like i don't know but that kind of thing something like that yeah she she uses her talking skills all the customers come in and they're like hey carmella what's up you know they, they like she has good rapport with all of them and she just like 
she she like she doesn't like going home to Corey Graves, so she goes out after work every day with like her coworkers. Not, not saying that she cheats on him, but she goes out like to the bar. Well, no, and she stuff. has all these like all these like simp's like you know they they go to whichever store Carmela works at because she works in like customer service and whatnot. All these like simp's will walk in and they go like, hey, "Hi, Carmela, hey, hi," and then Carmela's just like, you know, "Leave me alone, loser!" Like it, that, that's that's pretty much how we go. Like it's just Carmela, you yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. All right. What about Kofi Kingston? What about Kofi? Uh, Kofi Kingston is that that P. He strikes me as a PE teacher for middle school. That's more athletic than all the kids. Like he he's like yeah. playing, he plays baseball with them, and he he's like hitting all these home runs. He makes the kids feel bad because they're not good at soccer or they're not good at push ups or whatever. But he's like super mm. energetic. Like he doesn't mean to make them feel bad. He's just so energetic and so so high off like Red Bull and stuff that he just he doesn't know what he like he strikes me as the, the PE teacher that's just so happy to be there it's like constantly like yeah, like scream talking like hey guys we're, we're gonna yeah. we got this lesson today you guys ready get hyped like 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 he seems like that kind of guy yeah it'll be legit like you know it's like last period on a Friday afternoon all these like fifth graders don't want to be there they're all just you know they're, they're hating their life basically and they, they get to Kofi Kingston's PE class Kofi's all up and about. He's all jovial. All the kids like get involved. And then you've got one like smart out like kid who's like, I can play you know soccer better than you. you know, I'm better than you at this. This kid's played soccer all his life. And then Kofi proceeds to demonstrate soccer, and he's doing like rainbow flicks, boba spins. He's doing like these god tier <laughs> soccer moves. Then this kid's just so, you know, he's like crying. He's embarrassed because Kofi's like great at every sport. He like barely tries, but he just he's a god at every sport. This is the PA teacher everyone loves, Kevin. Like. How can you not love Kofi? Yeah, exactly. Um, Literally. Yeah, now we got we got to go to my my guy Baron Corbin. <laughs> ba- <laughs> Baron Corbin is like a middle aged man, bald. He says bald man. He works at a Burger King. Yes, we're gonna have we're gonna go there. Baron Corbin works at a Burger King. He's the manager oh, of a Burger good. King. And like oh. you have a Karen that comes in. And it's like, oh, I ordered two whoppers. They only gave me one. And Baron Corbin's just like. No, no. The, the cashier's like, hold on, let me get my manager. And then the Karen is like yelling at Corbin about coupons, and he's like, I don't give a fuck about your coupons. Get out of my store. You 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 spent what ten dollars here? Leave me alone. It's ten dollars. What do you want? And he just hands her a Whopper and just like get the fuck out. <laughs> you can picture Darren Corbin. He works at like the Burger King. Where it, it, it's like some regional country town. It's like it's the, you know it's between two like major cities. It's just this nothing capital, you know, regional city Burger King. He's as as you say there. He's like the he's the manager who all these like fifteen year old kids who make minimum wage go to Baron Corbin. They're like, um, there's a, there's a, a scary lady yelling at me at the front desk. Baron Corbin, this big six foot eight, bald, forty three year old man, gets up from his desk. He lumbers over. He's all depressed. His shoulders are slumped. He hates his life. Complete midlife crisis. And Ka- as you say, Karen's just like, there are, there are two pickles on my Whopper. My Whopper is not good enough. And then Karen just yells at her. And then all like the, the, the Burger King just get heaps of complaints. Everyone wants Baron Corbin fired. Like, that's just awful. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is too funny. Yeah, this like, is too much fun. It, he, yeah. it, like, the, the Burger King is like the only Burger King in the town. It's right off the highway. So all the people that yeah. are like traveling, like, the people that are like driving from Texas to Chicago or something, they stop at this Burger King that's next to a motel. <laughs> They're all happy, and then they run into Baron Corbett. He just like he brings them down. You know, he's like, "So are you guys traveling?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're going to Chicago." He's like, "Oh, I hate Chicago. 
Ugh. Yeah. I love this city. Oh, I've been shit. in this city my whole life. <laughs> there's like, there's actually like three, there's like, there's like a nothing town, like 50 people live there. But of course it's this Burger King, which like is like the only food place in town. So on this like long, like eight hour long drive or whatever, you need to stop at this one place. And if you want to do anything, you know, Baron Corbin's going to like yell at you. And you just, you can't stand the thought of going to this Burger King. That, that's Baron Corbin in a nutshell. Like, <laughs> Don't get any okay, so, that. Go ahead. Yeah, that's great. And then, I mean, I guess we'll move on to this one. This one's fairly self-explanatory. John Morrison. Who, who would John Morrison be if he wasn't a WWA superstar? Oh, I, I got it perfect. John Morrison, he does two things. One, he is in, like, straight-to-DVD action movies, like, really cheesy, just, like, corny, like, whatever you, you name it, corny action movie. And then yep. he has a YouTube channel with like 500,000 subscribers and he does parkour <laughs> and he's like, Hey, what's up guys? John Morrison, bro. We're going to do some parkour today on today's video. And he gets ridiculous views. He does like surfing yep. videos. Like he's just, you know, he's just, he's just a bro, just a California bro. Yeah. Legit. This like, you, you can pick, you can picture, this is John Morrison. He's got the Jomo nation. Like that's what he calls his YouTube subs. He gets, he's like TikTok <laughs> so famous weird. as well. And he gets all these, like, TikTok clips where he's, like, you know, he's standing at the top of some, like, you know, 80, you know, floor-high building. And he's, like, doing some backflip from one building to another. He's, like, risking his own life for YouTube clout and, like, TikTok clout. And his TikToks go viral. He's getting millions of likes. It, it, you know, he's, you know, the Jomo Nation. He, like, he, he, um, he caresses his abs before every parkour stunt. Then he proceeds to do the stunt. And everyone's, like, oh, my God. Like, all these, like, 17-year-old girls are sharing it around going, oh, my God, he's so hot. Like that's that's John Morrison, like straight up. But you can picture this in a nutshell: five hundred and fifty thousand YouTube subs. He's got like a million TikTok followers. John Morrison is just he's clouded up. Like that's straight up. Yeah, and, and he's. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna bury. I'm gonna bury him a little bit here. So he, oh, yeah. he goes. Uh, so he has like a wife that's ugly. Uh, that's uglier than him. Just yep. for the status, he just goes around cheating on her all like all the time, like with with, di- with different TikTok models and Instagram models, and like like the girl knows that she scored with him, so she just stays with him and puts up with it. <laughs> you know. Meanwhile, lives, John Morris is just some, a dog. She lives in some like mansion, and she's like so content with her life, even though John Morrison he's like out all night, and she like she's like, oh well, John's just filming YouTube videos, and it's like no, John's getting up to more than just filming YouTube videos. Love, it's like. Come on. Yeah, it's two Come in the on. morning. Like you know, he's not doing YouTube videos right now. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not doing a backflip off the Empire State Building. Okay, just just relax. Yeah, relax. he's he's such a scumbag about it though. Like he'll just, he'll post stuff with other women dancing on him, like on his Instagram story, and his wife's just <laughs> like, oh, they're they're doing it for a video. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's at the club with Damien Priest and the Straight Prophets. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got uh, all these all these Puerto Rican women around him and Damien Priest. <laughs> And they're just like they're doing coke. They're doing coke off each other and doing body shots <laughs> on <laughs> on his oh. Instagram story. All right, it's time to bury the Miz now. Now, now we're, we're, okay. talk, we're talking so about one, yeah. Th- this one's over to you. Let's do the Miz now. Uh, just real quick, I'll do a little quick little you know spiel before Kevin goes. If you don't know already, and this is the first time you're listening to us, Kevin loves the Miz. So with that being said. Who's the Miz in this in this fantasy world? So I had to transition to the Miz because the Miz is John Morrison's best friend, right? And the Miz, he he wishes he's just so envious of John Morrison. He wishes he had the clout that Morrison has on social media. 
but like in their in their real life job, they work at some like corporation, and the Miz gets all the accolades. Like the Miz is like employee of the month. You know, he's like the he's like the high ranking official or whatever corporate office uh, corporate officer. But he just he wants to be famous, like John Morrison, and he just can't do it, bro. You know, and then like like he go he just he decides one day he's like thirty five, he's in his office and he's like, oh, my life sucks. You know, I have a hot wife, but that's really all I got going for me. My career sucks. I hate waking up. And he quits his job and and he just like he moves out to Hollywood to to pursue an acting career. And he goes into auditions like he does like American Idol. Here we go, perfect. The Miz is on American Idol and he's the guy that Simon Cowell just makes fun of viciously uh, on the audition. He goes to sing and Simon Cowell is like, "That's singing? What?" And, and like the Miz yeah, is Simon goes, that that was some of the worst singing I have ever seen. That that, that was dreadful. Get out of my sight like that. You can picture the Miz in that situation, but yeah, go and, on, and he's go the on. guy like before he's before he sings, he's talking to Simon Cowell and Paul Abdul and Randy Jackson. I'm kind of dating myself here. He, he's talking yep. to them, and he's like, he's like, well, guys, you know, I've done, I, I did this show, I did America's Got Talent, I did this show where like you have to, you have to be a good actor. And he's like, I really think this is my calling. I really think I'm going to be famous one day. And he's just naming all these irrelevant TV shows that he tried out for and failed. <laughs> and Paul Abdul is like, yeah. yeah, you got this, man. Keep going, you know. And he just like he, <laughs> he, he just oh, he never no. amounts to nothing. So he just like he's like fuck it one day. He can't come home to his wife with no money, you know. He's been in Hollywood like he's been in Hollywood for like three years. He's been telling his wife like, yeah, things are going great. I got this gig lined up. I'm gonna fly you and the baby out here. And like he has, he's making all these empty promises. He he's li- he's like he's living on somebody's couch, like a random friend's couch. Going couch to couch because he had, he literally can't get a job, so he's just like down bad on life. So he does a porno. He he does. He does. He pulls a Lars Sullivan. He does a Lars Sullivan. Oh, you know, and, no, no, oh, no. And, and, and he gets all this money, and, and he lies to his wife like, "Oh, honey, I got this job." I can't wait. I got this movie. It's gonna. It's coming out. I got this advance. And he flies his wife and the kids out. And he has this like he has this like fake man, not fake mansion, but this mansion that that he's paying for off porn money. And like and then like like he just he never tells his wife like oh uh, you know his wife's like oh when is the movie coming out, honey? I can't wait to go see the movie. When are we going to the premiere? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! He can't pay rent and like. <laughs> And every every once a week, he gets like this. He gets a letter in the mail saying like, "Oh, you'll be kicked out of the house by the government in four weeks, three weeks, two weeks." And his wife's just like, "Oh, life's really good. That yeah, the kids are growing up well." And then Miz is like, he's like hating his life inside. And he's like secretly depressed. Like that's <laughs> exactly that's... yeah. Then he's like, "Oh, sorry, honey." And then they get evicted. <laughs> that that may have been the most creative burial I've ever heard. That was. <laughs> That's all off, all off top. No notes, nothing. Legit. Every, every, and any other podcast or YouTuber who do this would just say, "Oh, Miz sucks. He's boring." <laughs> and this is what we get at Elite Heat. Like, spam the W's in chat. If you just that was, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. Oh wait, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep going. Actually, I got it. This story right, has on. to have an ending. Go for it. So John go Morrison. What one day? John Morris is hanging out at the club. And, like, he runs into a chick that knows the, him and the Miz that they went to, like, high school or they work together at the job or something. And she's like, oh, my God, do you know what the Miz is doing? 
and, and you're not gonna believe this and she shows john morrison <laughs> she shows john morrison the porno and john morrison is like oh my god i can't believe my friend the miz is doing this so then john morrison's like all right whatever he get he gives miz a job he lets miz be like his his coordinator for like appearances and, and collaborations and whatnot his his manager basically and then you know they live happily ever oh. after oh my god wow um okay well <laughs> with, with the with the miz now in the books that one wow i mean i don't know i don't know if i'll be able to beat that one that was gold um with that being said, I guess we'll move on to this one. I'll, I'll take care of this one. Let, let you have a little breather for a second. Ricochet. Ricochet. This this is a guy who his full-time job is that he's a personal trainer, okay? Ricochet, he's that guy who, like, he's at the gym randomly. It's like 12, oh, it's, it's like 2.20 p.m. on, like, a Thursday afternoon. There's, like, three people in the gym, okay? Ricochet is training his, some client, okay? His client is, like, some 45-year-old woman Okay, like this woman, I don't know which word I can use to describe, but we'll just say, like we'll say large, just for, just so I don't offend people. So Ricochet is training this this woman, and you know they're doing like core and they're doing sit ups, and you know she's like dying. She can barely do like two sit ups, and Ricochet is like, oh, come on, come on, you should be able to do more sit ups. Give me ten more. Give me five more sit ups. Give me ten more sit ups. Give me twelve more sit ups. And then Ricochet goes like, do it like this, and Ricochet proceeds to pump out like sixty sit ups. And th- th- this this woman is just like dying on the ground. She can barely breathe. You know, all all like all the fats clogging her like you know vital organs. She can barely breathe. She's got that cardiac arrest. Ricochet, she, she's not <laughs> Ricochet's not paying attention to this. He's just doing sit ups, sit ups, crunches. Ricochet's just trying to flex his abs to to the two other people in the gym because one person's left. Okay, Ricochet, he's so he's just so lost in what he looks like with his physique that his his clients, you know, because he's a personal trainer, she's like dying. She can barely breathe. Ricochet doesn't care. And then after Ricochet deals with this, he goes to his part-time job. And his part-time job is that he's an acrobat in the circus. So Ricochet proceeds to do all his flips, all his gymnastics. He's, you know, doing all his flips and gymnastics with his friends like Will Ospreay. Like these two guys love each other, Ospreay and Ricochet. They're doing flips. They got the gymnastics mats. They're springing around. They're doing all this kind of acrobatic crap. And then they go to the circus at nighttime. They perform in the circus. Some little kid yells at Will Ospreay. Says, oh, you suck. And then Will Ospreay proceeds to just, you know, proceed to just do a backflip and go, hey, I can backflip, you can't. And then he just walks off. Like, that's literally Ricochet in a nutshell, pretty much. Yeah, basically. The yeah. only thing I'll add is that he's, at what he, his personal trainer job, he's so hyped up on, like, um, morning workout and, like, and like protein bars. That was pre-workout, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. just, like, he's just jumping around, like, all giddy. Like, yeah, come on. Come on, guys. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> he's just flying around the gym all happy-go-lucky. And his, his clients don't want to be there. They're just like super overweight people. Who's like they're, they're doing it because they feel they physically have to, or else they'll be dead forty years before they should. And they, they're there because they have to be. And Ricochet is like literally high on pre-workout. He's just jumping around, <laughs> wanting to do crunches. Like that's that's legit Ricochet. Um, moving on to this one. This is another channel favorite for Bonafide Heat. We're gonna do Randy Orton. So I'll let you start us off with Randy. Like what would Randy Orton be? Oh man. Uh, I gotta break kayfabe here. What, what did I say in the notes? Do you have it written down? Yeah, so this one, I'll, I'll, I'll lead us off here. Randy Orton, I'll, I'll put it simply like this. Randy Orton is a tel- telemarketer. Okay, uh, yes, Randy Orton's yes, a Yes, I remember now. Okay. He, he works... Yeah, you go, you go. So, so Randy Orton, he works at... He works... <laughs> 
He works at a telemarketer, <laughs> which is owned by his dad. His his dad has all this money. He owns like multiple businesses in in the area. He works in this like big city, like I don't know, like like Houston, Texas, or something. He works at a telemarketer company, and like or and he gets like these calls from from Karens, and they're like, "Oh, um, my internet went out. Can you send somebody over?" And Randy's like, "Hello, I will send someone over." No, yeah, legit. This guy works for Verizon. <laughs> he's legit. He's on the phone, and then yeah, he gets the call from some Karen who's like, "Oh my god, my wife doesn't some work. My kid's crying." And then some woman's like screaming, and Randy on goes, "Hello, my name <laughs> is Randy. Randy Orton. I'm, uh, what? What can I do to help you? I work." And then this woman is like, oh my god, she's like freaking out. Randy's like, ma'am, can you, can you please calm down? And that's legit how the phone calls go. Randy on telemarketing on the phone. He's only got this job because his dad, who, who is like the owner of the company, like his dad won't let him, you know, be fired or do anything. But his dad at the same time kind of hates him and won't let him get a promotion. So Randy Orton's stuck doing these phone calls. He gets Karen's literally yelling at him all day. Randy Orton proceeds to, I mean, oh, you go on with this one, Kevin. You go. Randy Orton's your expertise. You go. Yeah, so so he's only doing this job because his career as a professional baseball player has not really worked out. He's, he's basically <laughs> been in the minor leagues. For those of you who don't know, the minor leagues is where people develop and then they go on to the big time. Usually you spend like, yep. you know, four to five years there when you're like 19 to like 23. But Randy Orton is like 37. He's been in the minor leagues his entire career. He, he got called up to major leagues for like a couple games and they sent him back because he sucks so much. So he's he's like a he's pitching in front of crowds of like 4,000 people max, just dead stadiums. Nobody cares about minor league baseball. And he can't make, he's not making enough money to, to meet ends meet. So he ends up working at this job. And then he's got the, he's dealing with this Karen and he's just like, ah, I hate life. So he goes over to the Karen's house because his dad is like, oh, you have to go take care of this customer. This is one of our biggest clients. You have, like, like we, I'm sending you because you're the right man for the job. You're going to get it done right. He goes to this lady's house. The kids are just, like, yelling back and forth, screaming. You got dogs everywhere. Randy Orton, like, pulls up to the house. And he's like, hello, ma'am. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. that You're here. And she's like, oh, you're so handsome. And he's like, thank you. I know, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, come, come look, come, come look at here's here's the the modem, whatever." He goes and he's like, "Don't worry, ma'am, I'll take care of this," and, and and he's trying to fix it, and then the modem just dies while he's trying to fix it. The modem just dies, and the lady starts yelling at him, and he's just like, "I don't need this." And he turns red, he freaks out, he punches a wall, it scares the kids, and everybody's freaking out, and then he just like he storms out of the house. And, and and the lady proceeds to call his father, and she's like yelling like, "Oh, you're not gonna believe what your son did! I can't believe you sent him here! What a horrible employee! Whatever!" And like, and that yeah, that's pretty much how the story of Randy Orton goes. Uh, he gets reprimanded. He loses like his his father has no choice but to fire him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is gold. <laughs> okay, um, I'll do the next one. This one's jokes. Okay, so for MVP, okay, MVP. This is the guy. He's like a top 10 motivational speaker. Okay, MVP goes around to all these conventions. He cons people into buying his like motivational like lectures. So these people pay like three, four, upwards of like five figures to come to listen to an MVP motivational speech. And MVP is the guy who, you know, 
like you see on your Instagram feeds, if you follow these like motivational pages, there'll be a picture of like MVP in some suit on some stage, giving some speech. And there'll be some quote saying like, live every Monday like it's your last. Every day matters. Make the most of every second. There'll be MVP. There'll be a picture of him there. Okay, that's MVP. This guy, you know, in his early days, he was like a bank owner. Okay, this dude, he's pretty wealthy. He owns a bank. Now he's like in his mid-40s. He's conning people in motivational you know, speeches. <laughs> he's the guy who... Legit, before every YouTube video, there's an ad for the you know the MVP motivational speaking service. Okay, whatever he wants to call it, there's like a picture of MVP being like, hey, you, your life sucks. Come listen to me and you're going to make money like all of us. And then there's like 40 guys behind like throwing dollar bills in the air. Okay, that's MVP. MVP, <laughs> he just cons people into doing his services. He makes like upwards of eight figures a year from doing this. Just MVP is a, is a money god. The motivational speaking king, that's MVP. Yeah, well said. Can't even add yep. add one to that. So I'll move on to Paige. Um, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Paige. Um, Paige is let's safe to say she chose a different route in life. Um, oh, no. She's a, she's an X rated star. Careful, you can get cancelled. You can get cancelled. Be she, careful. <laughs> she's an X rated star. She works on the dark webs. Let's just say. Yeah, let's and just leave it at she that. She works for one of those. <laughs> Yeah, she works one of those websites. So I, I, I hate to cut you. I need to cut this off before this gets us completely cancelled. She works on one of those websites. So uh, moving all, on. All I'm gonna say yeah. is that she's like one of the top ten performers on that website, if you will. Like everybody loves right. loves her okay. in the world. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker. This guy is a failed senator. Okay, this guy. <laughs> he tried. He tried his hand with politics. It didn't go so well when he really you know, spoke out and tried to say something. And as a result, his senator career has fallen by the wayside. So with that being said, let's just move on to someone else. Yeah, um, I'm going to do Vince McMahon now. So Vince McMahon is like, he's like that extreme right-winged radio host. And like, he's like the guy on Fox News that's just yelling about everything he hates. But he's also like a billionaire tycoon. He's like Warren Buffett, basically. And, and, yeah. and he appears on these talk shows because he literally has nothing else better to do but count money and, like, bang strippers. Like, he le- legitimately he has nothing else to do. He has all the money in the freaking world. So he goes on these on these uh, right-wing shows and he just complains about how American, America needs to stop progressing and he needs to stay the way it is. The good old America. Oh, the NFL players shouldn't be kneeling. Like, that's that's Vince McMahon in a nutshell. He's just, like, he's he owns an NFL team because I, I know that's his dream. If he wasn't, if yeah. he didn't own WWE, he would own an NFL team. He's tried with the XFL. So that, let's say he owns, I don't know, who's the most famous? Let's say he owns the New York Giants or something. He owns the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, there you go. He owns, oh, he's freaking, what's his name? Um, Jerry Jones. There you go. Vince McMahon yeah. is Jerry Jones. That's it. He's the coolest Too owner awful. in sports. You see Vince in these commercials with hot chicks, you know, and and he's just like, oh, my players are going to do what I say, damn it. Yeah, and then legit every every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday on First Take and all these like ESPN shows and you, you've got Stephen A. Smith yelling that, oh, oh, Vince McMahon's a terrible owner. Vince McMahon's got to go if this football team has any chance of making the playoffs. Like, you can picture Stephen A. yelling. You've got Skip Bayless saying that Vince McMahon's the best owner in sports and you just... You can picture it. It's just hilarious. Yeah, there you go. That's Vince in a nutshell, pal. Also, Vince Vince makes cameos on MVPs. Like, yeah, you know, MVP does like interviews. It's like MVP interviewing someone successful, and they're talking about how you know what they've done to be successful. Vince McMahon saying that oh, he's you know ran off four hours sleep for the last fifty years. That's why he's as successful as as he is. Vince McMahon wakes up at two a.m. to 
you know, do X, Y, and Z for his business. And MVP is like, you hear that? You should do that too. If you want to be successful, wake up at 3 a.m. That's what you should do. Like, that's MVP. Yeah. And, and Vince. It ties, it ties in together. Then you it, have Stephanie really McMahon. Oh, <laughs> Stephanie God. McMahon, oh. who is Vince's leftist daughter. Who, like, yep. who Vince, he loves her because that's his daughter. But they really, like, professionally, they don't see eye to eye at all. She's, like, the, the anchor on CNN. And she's, she's pushing this agenda. She's like, oh, in, um, in, in Africa, there's children that are starving. And my dad is, is worried about his football business, you know, stuff like that. She's airing out her dirty laundry because she knows Vince will never care or ever see the clip. And, you know, she's... she's... Sorry, Kyle, legit, Stephanie, like, kind of to build on that. Stephanie is that, like, she's that person who, on, on the, like, the CNN lead story, like, instead of it being, like, reporting actual news, it'll turn from reporting actual news to a 10-minute Stephanie McMahon agenda piece where Stephanie McMahon says, look what TikTok is doing to your teenage daughter. Look what TikTok's doing to your son. Look what Instagram's doing. Instagram, they're sexualizing this. Look, look what Instagram are doing to women. Like, that's <laughs> Stephanie McMahon. She has, these, like, bigger, she has these agenda campaigns. She's like, look how evil this is. And she's like brainwashing all these like, middle-aged Karens, being like, look what Instagram's doing to your son. Look what Instagram makes your son think about women. Like, that's Stephanie McMahon. Like, legit, she's the CNN lead who takes the news to her own agenda. That's Stephanie. There you go. That's easy enough. Uh, yep. You want, you want to do all the McMahons? Might as well. I mean, might as well. Do you want to do Triple H? Yeah, yeah. let's do Triple H. Yeah. Yep. Um, do, you, do you want to go with this one? Or... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah, take this one. Yeah, Triple H. Triple H is that guy. Oh, God, Triple H. Triple H, he's that guy who he he's always in these, like, commercials. Like, Triple H... Whatever role he has, like Triple H bounces around the place. Like he's had a lot of different roles. He was like a rebel back in like the late '90s, and then he became all corporate. And then he went off doing his own kind of thing for a little while with like you know some old guy and some young guys. And then he's then tried to be a rebel again. Triple H has been all around the place, but nowadays Triple H he's he's on commercials on CNN. Triple H is promoting just like general businesses triple h is trying to promote and really sell out yes, to try I, I, and get I, he's clear. on silicon valley bro he's the guy with like that stupid yep. bluetooth earpiece in and he's like oh <laughs> this is what we're doing out here in san francisco or utah look at the smart home is the future you need this you need x y and z company in your in your area like look, look at what we're yep. doing we're progressive yeah that, that's triple h so you, hear, you hear this ad on like the 6 p.m cnn news and then you'll cut back to Stephanie McMahon, who'll be like, oh, oh, thank you, Hunter. Now we're going to go back to 15 reasons why TikTok is brainwashing your teenage daughter. Like, that's legit. That's legit Stephanie and Triple H. They're, they're a one-two punch on the CNN news. They've got their, you know, the, the father, the father-in-law, Vince McMahon, who, you know, both of them, they, con- they conflict with politically, but it is what it is. So, I mean, that's them. What about Shane, Kevin? What about Shane McMahon? I gotta say, I gotta add one thing about Triple H. Like, yep. like tri- oh, Triple H, he's so, like, he's so whipped by his wife. Like, he wishes he could be like Vince and, and do something cool, like own a football team. But he just loves his wife so much that he, st- he just stays as a vice president of, of the company that he works for, the, the tech company. He does CNN in his free time. But he just, like, secretly, yep. he just really hates his job, you know? So he just, he phones it in and does a half-assed job, but he gets all this credit because he's because of who he's related to literally it's too true and also i think yeah we'll do shane mcmahon now shane like personally i see him he's like the super cool principal everyone wishes they have uh, i don't know about you like what do you think for shane yeah shane he for me he he could he could also be this guy that's just like social media famous for doing true. just stupid stunts like he's the guy that you would see like 
trying to jump over a moving truck or you him know, and John Morrison him and John Morrison do collab videos with each other yeah That's exactly the... exactly they do all these crazy stuff but Shane McMahon do, does stuff that John Morrison won't even do like he's like he's like um Steve-O from Jackass he does stuff like that you know that, that that's that's kind of who I who I would see Shane, but he does it though, because he's trying to like decree him like separate himself from the from the McMahon family like reputation or whatever yeah. perception. So he's trying to show like, oh, I'm tough, I'm crazy, I'm this guy, I'm wacky, and he just does like yeah. th- these stupid stunts for no reason. Well, I was gonna say also Shane McMahon could like work for Dude Perfect like trick shots. Like you can picture Shane McMahon's that guy who'll be standing on top of some like. 80 foot high building and he'll throw a frisbee like you know 20,000 like 2,000 feet and he'll like go or like go through a basketball hoop like Shane McMahon's like that guy who just does all the trick shots like you can picture that too absolutely like, Shane's just he's, he's like behind the back of his head throwing a basketball like a thousand feet off some canyon and lands in the hoop like that's Shane like in a nutshell <laughs> I got a good um, I got a good one for Seth Rollins uh, go on, <laughs> so, uh, Seth Rollins he owns a CrossFit gym uh, on the surface, he seems like a good guy. Like he owns a CrossFit gym in like a, a really small city in like in like uh, Ohio or something. Not a small Iowa. city. Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, a, a, a decently average city. Like you know, people like, but pretty much like all the people know him. They're like, oh, that's Seth Rollins. What an awesome guy. I go to his gym or he comes to this place to shop. Like everybody loves Seth Rollins. But you know, deep down, like once he leaves his gym and he goes and he does all his all his errands, he has like. He has this cult. He drives out into the middle of the freaking woods in this in, in Iowa, and he meets up with his cult. <laughs> and I don't really think I need to go any further. You can kind of see where this is going. Oh, that's great. I mean, speaking of gym owners, Jinder Mahal, Jinder Mahal, like, he runs, he like owns, I don't know exactly what kind of gyms you have over there, but like an Anytime Fitness or like a Planet Fitness. Like he owns some like gym. Okay, he's the guy who, he's like this super jacked, like foreign dude who you don't want to mess with like he owns the gym and then when some random you know you know pair of idiots are messing around some like teenagers who just come from you know from a day of school they're doing like inclined bench press with dumbbells and they're like dropping the dumbbells they're making a scene jinder mahal stands up from behind the front desk goes over just gives them like the rant of a century and these kids are like genuinely shaking they're so scared jinder mahal <laughs> like this six foot three like jack dude <laughs> Who all these guys like you use steroids and Jinder's like, what? No, like, that's that's legit Jinder. Yeah, he I mean, he walks up to all the people that are having fun instead of working out. He's like, you need a workout, and he's like yelling at people for not doing sets correctly. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> Ricochet wishes he was Jinder Mahal. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically. Oh god. And then this one, I, I mean, I kind of want to take this one. So I mean, you can add after this if you want. But for me, Retribution. So teabag, slap nuts, mace, reckoning. Yeah, you, These, you take uh, this one. <laughs> yeah, this is a group of just homeless people. Oh my god! <laughs> These are people who they live on welfare. Um, they love tweeting a lot. These are people who, instead of trying to get a job, better themselves, go to work, apply for jobs. These are people who got kicked out of their parents' homes. They're like all like early twenties. They like they sit outside of Taco Bell. Okay, they're, they're like camped outside Taco Bell just like tweeting. And then Nia Jax, who in this situation, Nia Jax, Nia Jax is the district manager at the Taco Bell. Like you can picture this. Nia Jax goes around, like she'll show up to any of the 14 Taco Bells in New York or whatever. And Nia Jax will just yell at these like innocent 16-year-old employees who are making minimum wage. Like, oh, how dare you flip that burger like that way? Like that's Nia Jax. 
And she's like yelling at these people. Nia Jax one day sees Retribution. She sees this group of four like punks wearing like black hoodies, you know, wearing black, um, just jeans. She sees them camped outside of Taco Bell on their phones, just like texting and tweeting. Nia Jax proceeds to go over to them and she's just yelling at them. She's like yelling. She's, you know, they're getting all triggered. And then T-Bag goes, oh, hey, how about you sit down on that chair? So, you know, this chair, of course, it's, it's a prank from Retribution because they, they have no life. This chair has been rigged. So Nia Jax walks over. She's like, okay, I'll, I'll sit on the chair then. She's trying to prove these kids wrong. She sits on the chair. The chair breaks and she goes, my hole. Like, that's Nia Jax. Like, in a nutshell, just, yeah. And yep. Retribution. Yep. Yep. I can't even, I'm not even going to try to add anything to that. That, so, was, uh, <laughs> that can, was perfect. You can take one now. That, I just did like five people there. Yeah, that, you go. That, that was perfect. I, I couldn't even think of anything for Retribution if I wanted to. So that was perfect. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'll, I'll do Dolph Ziggler, Fandango, and Tyler Breeze. So Dolph Ziggler is like what the movie Magic Mike is based on. So if, if you don't know what Magic Mike is, Magic Mike's like a male stripper that tours the world. So basically, Dolph Ziggler is like the star of this male stripper tour with Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Fandango and Tyler Breeze are the opening acts that, you know, like, they're like, oh, why don't the girls like me? Like, they like Dolph, you know, and the girls are just like, eh, whatever. Tyler Breeze, Breezango, they do their, 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 their thing is, their shtick is police. They come out as dressed as cops and nobody really cares. Everybody's waiting for Dolph. Here comes Dolph, like, he's the star of the male stripper world, you know. He's doing his thing. The women are throwing dollars at him. They're whatever. He's like he's like picking cherries out of their shirt. What, whatever the hell oh, male strippers do. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, then Dolph will like after the show, he'll literally hook up with any woman that like that talks to him. Doesn't even matter what like what they look like, what size they are, anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he'll hook up with anyone, whether they like he. But he does. He bet he he gets some hot yeah, girls. Sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off. He sees like Tammy Sitch. One day, just sitting there, and then that turns into a thing. Like Ziggler is down for anything. Okay, yes, so yeah, moving but on. But he he also gets some hot girls too. Like he has like Mandy Rose, uh, you know. So he has got some hot chicks under his belt too. But yeah, I mean, that, that's Dolph Ziggler, bro. What else is Dolph Ziggler gonna do in the real world? Can you picture Dolph Ziggler as like a construction worker? <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine that guy as a construction worker. You see him with a jackhammer, working with the jackhammer, you know, or like like getting a yeah. giant hammer try to put together something like it just it wouldn't work can you picture Dolph Ziggler as like you know the person like the the checkout person at the front of like a KFC like Ziggler's goes like his <laughs> yes. hair he, he yeah. spent like 20 minutes putting put, you know putting his hair back he's got the KFC cap on he's yes. got all the KFC yes. gear and he's like you know someone comes up the counter he's like hey what can I do for you? And they just turn around and leave, and then go go off to McDonald's. Like that's legit Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I, I can see it. He's like he's he 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 bangs all the chicks that work at KFC. He try, he gets all like the he, he tries to get all the girls' phone numbers that like all the girl customers, and they all shut him down. <laughs> he Ooh. thinks he's like he he still thinks he's in high school. He's like thirty five, working at a KFC, trying to hit on these uh. like twenty four year old girls, and they're just like no, ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And the, also this one. I'll, I'll do this one, Kevin. This one, Sami Zayn and Ali. This is um, you. Yep, this is all you. This one, I love this. So, which one should I start with? Uh, I guess, yeah, I'll do Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, this is a guy who, he, he's been through a bit in his life. Nowadays, Sami Zayn, he works as a, a minimum wage blogger for, like, a social justice website. Okay, Sami Zayn is that guy 
who sees anything. Like Sami Zayn's that guy who he'll go on a, he'll go on an airplane flight and he'll see napkins and he'll be just desperately looking for anything that he can find a fence with, anything about the napkin that could make for an article about how napkins are sexist, napkins are racist, misogynistic. <laughs> Sami Zayn's that guy. He's looking for things to be offended about. So Sami Zayn, he finds something to be offended about, then he'll you know proceed to write up his blog post about how the patriarchy is against you know everyone, how you know we need to bring down the patriarchy, how the right is trying to kill the world, and like that, that, that's Sami Zayn. He's writing these blog posts. You know, about four people read them. No one's reading them. He's making barely minimum wage. He's barely getting by doing this blog post, these blogs. But he thinks he's like doing really well. And then meanwhile, Ali, Ali, this is a guy who he like works at Hot Topic like during the day for his like day job. And then his like you know part time job, which he takes genuine pride in, is being a BuzzFeed field reporter. So Masafa Ali is that guy. He'll be walking around like you've all seen the BuzzFeed videos where you've got these people asking. Oh, do you think man spreading sexist? And then they're asking these random people on the street. That's Ali. Ali's asking these random, just like forty-two-year-old businessmen on the street who are just trying to walk to you know get to their next meeting. Ali's asking them, "How sexist do you think man spreading is?" Oh, like, do, do you cut women off when you talk? Like that kind of thing. Ali's uh, asking all these questions. Uh, let, 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 he, me, let me interject here real quick. Yeah, uh, go, Ali go. too. He's the guy at Hot Topic that like he takes Hot Topic super serious. And he like he like you walk into hot topic and he's like oh can I help you with something, and then like you say no nah, I'm good I'm just gonna look around and then two minutes later he's like oh this shirt is made by this with this cloth and you know this is how we we produce our jeans like these oh these this, look so good on you this, he just he's like the hounding is, salesman. This is a size twelve you know, you know polyester T-shirt made from made in Indonesia. This shirt is promoting X Y and Z. It was from the 2019 you know, Summer Day Carnivale Film Festival in New like in Japan. Like, this is Ali. He's giving these long-winded spiels as some customers just trying to be... Some guys just trying to go there to look for the next copy of, like, FIFA. And then Ali's trying to sell them these, like, random, you know, pieces of merch from, like, six years ago in the back room to try and get rid of the stock. Like, <laughs> Ali's that guy. Like, like, all the customers are like, can you please leave me alone? And then he proceeds to take that enthusiasm that, you know, from the day of Hot Topic, takes that and proceeds to do these Buzzfe- BuzzFeed field interviews where he's literally asking people, well, 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 are you sexist? And people are like, what? Uh-huh. And they just leave. Like, that's Ali. So, yeah, done. There you go. Um, I'll do Daniel Bryan. So, D- Daniel okay. Bryan is a dude. He, he got straight A's all through high school, college. Gamer, guy, cool, you know, nerd, decent guy, whatever. And then he just, like, he works at this company. No, no, like, like he works at Starbucks all through high school and college. You can picture Daniel Bryan being the barista. He's like, oh, hey, Steven, uh, your mocha latte is ready. And like, and, and he's having all these woke conversations with, with certain customers, you know, trying like, yeah. like, oh, um, oh, this, whatever. I don't even know. Whatever. Yeah, so he's like, you know, it's just for example, he's, he's talking to these people. And he's like, oh, well, I, I prefer to have grass-fed beef. Grass-fed beef is there you 12% go. more healthy for you. There and like you that, that's the kind of thing Daniel Bryan's talking about. Yeah, so. and he makes friends with all these like random people that are like-minded as him. But like, if you're not like-minded like him, he's just like, oh, can I take your order? Okay, that'll be two ninety nine. All right, next customer. But if you are like-minded, he'll spend forever talking with you. He holds up the line at the Starbucks. And then like he works <laughs> his way up at Starbucks and he becomes like a regional manager. 
you know, he and then eventually he goes corporate. He goes to, like different Starbucks. He he takes his job super super serious. He goes to visit a, a Starbucks store and everybody's like, "Oh, Daniel Bryan's coming. We got to make sure the store is perfect." And he goes around in his suit. Meanwhile, all the other regional managers, they wear like collared shirts and khakis, but Daniel Bryan's got like a full suit on. And and he walks in and he's like He's just making sure everything is perfect. And he goes into the kitchen and he's like, oh, I see a spot of dust there. That's a point. And then he yells at the manager like, are you kidding me? We need better service than this. My Starbucks store is not going to be like this. And everybody's like, bro, you don't even you don't own the company. Relax, man. It's OK. Like, it's all right. Oh, yeah. and, you know, and, and he's just like, yeah, you can see. I mean, he's a Seattle guy. Starbucks. It's too easy. Yeah. I mean, legit, something kind of similar. I'll do Oscar. Oscar, like... In, in like, the local mall, there's, like, some random just, like, clothing store. Okay, this store. No, no, she works at the fine No, she works at the fine one. She works at, like, Dolce and Cabana, something like that, you know? No, I was gonna I was going to say she works at, like, the worst one there, and then when they hire her, all oh, of a sudden sales just go up, like, 90%. Like, ask her, call, she makes call. some random $20 just random shirts, same, like, super exciting. She's so enthusiastic about all the sales. Sales go through the roof. All of a sudden, those high-end clothing brands are desperate to hire her. She's like the most wanted retail person in, in like the country. And Oscar's like everyone loves her because she makes some random pair of jeans seem like the most exciting thing ever. That's Oscar. Exactly. Yeah. You walk in, and then she works at like the Gucci store. You walk in, and she's like, she just like you. You don't even know if you have enough money to afford the bag, but she sells the <laughs> Gucci bag to you so well. She's so like she's yelling about it, like but in a good way. She's like, oh, this yeah. bag, you know, your wife will love it. Oh, my God. Like, she's going to lay, you're going to get laid real good tonight if you buy this for your wife. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll put it on the credit card. And she's like just this ace salesman, ace salesperson, I should say, brings in all this yeah. money, makes all this commission, drives a Mercedes. Oh, uh, that's great. And also, I mean, just real quick, this one is similar to what we did last time. I'll let you do this one, Kevin. Big Show. Who's the Big Show in ah, this situation? Big Show. Yes. Good call. Letting me do this one. He's going to reprise his role from if WWE was a high school. Big Show <laughs> is going to be the lifelong soccer coach. He's like the lifelong youth soccer coach. Um, so, like, you know, everybody knows him. Everybody knows Big Show. That that goes, that like, he coaches, like, you know, 8-year-old girls, 15-year-old girls, the whole nine all the yeah. parents they're like oh my god big show is the best coach like our little jenny grew up playing soccer with big show from when she was this tall and and he helped her become this and that and he takes so much pride in his work you know and he's just like yeah. he just like he gets so emotional like whenever his girls win like a like a state championship or or the the, the regional championship whatever he's crying celebrating with them like he's just he's like he's just like he takes them they go all out to, they all go out to like Chili's or something and Big Show's just like yeah yeah we're gonna have a round of chocolate milk on me we a, a job well done. <laughs> Legit, Big Show's been working at the school. He's been working at the same school for like 27 years. Like he's like the longest serving employee there. But yet, literally every single week, it's like the third week of the season. Big Show, he has his like under 11s, 13s, 15s, 17s. It's like he's, he coaches like seven different teams. Okay, Big Show, the t- practices start at like 3 p.m. and Big Show's still at the school like 9 p.m. doing practices. Okay, he's this like insane love for teaching like sport, and he just loves his coaching. And then when the team wins some like third round game against like the worst team in the competition, like two one, Big Show's like crying. He's literally just like he's so happy. 
he goes home. He, he is like he has a heartwarming feeling. Like Big Show is just happy inside when his team wins a random game two one. Like that's Big Show. That's yep, that's Big Show. All right, now we're gonna have some fun now. Some more fun. We got JBL. <laughs> <laughs> so JBL uh, in, in real life, in IRL JBL, he was actually a stockbroker and he made a ton of money on the stock market. So we'll go with that. Yeah. He, he's he's just this financial expert in the financial world, super well-known. He does, like, Fox News, MSNBC, uh, Fox Business. He does, like, all those shows promoting his book. He's got this book on on how to become, like, a financial guru. And then, like, after that, he runs for, for, like, a seat in the House as a Republican. He's a Republican in Texas, just a loudmouth Republican that's yelling at all the Democrats. (laughs) He's, like, he's yelling at Kamala Harris. You know, Kamala Harris is like, oh, we need this policy. And JPL's like, no, that's stupid. Oh, Kamala. Oh, you know the hell you're talking about, Kamala. Oh, I've been around for 25 years, Kamala. I know (laughs) politics better than you, damn it. That's JBL. (laughs) Yeah, he hates, he hates, like, all the... (laughs) He hates the idea that, like, all these Hispanic women are in Congress. (laughs) (laughs) He just can't stand it, uh, these Hispanic women and, like... Oh God! You know, like yeah, literally all the um, all, like, all the Democrats who are like you know trying, you know, people who are like left leaning who just trying trying to get by and trying to make a living, absolutely despise JBL. JBL, you know, th- there was a big incident once, <laughs> like recorded on camera, like someone just videoed this where JBL walks past like an unemployment and like walks past welfare and he's literally like spitting at people. Like there's this big, there's this big scandal. Like JBL, like everyone hates him. There's like videos. Everyone's trying to cancel JBL. And JBL, like, on his Twitter account, goes, ha, ha, I love it. Like, that's JBL. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Michael Cole. What we got for Michael Cole, bro? Should we have him reprise his role from if WWE was a high school? Nah, he, Michael Cole's an accountant. He literally just works at some bank. He he, he, he gets to work at, like, 6 a.m. He leaves at, like, 9 p.m. at night. Like, he, he spends, like, 15 oh. hour days doing accounts. He's, the, he's the guy that you that you could, that you could um, consult with when you're, oh, when you're trying to open a banking account or you're getting, like, a mortgage loan, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and, and, like, he never lets you leave the office. You end up talking to him for, like, three and a half hours because he just yeah, won't shut like, up. He's like, oh, would you like to, would you like to get a, um, a, an add-on to that account? He has, there's, like, 400 different options he, like, runs you through. It's like, Michael, I just want to set up, a, like, a simple bank account. And he's like... Oh, would you like to run this uh, extra this extra feature, which allows you to do blah blah blah? And, my, and the, the person's just like, please leave me alone, Cole. Stop. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. In, in fairness, we got to do more women here, so we'll, we'll rapid yep, fire some exactly. women. Um, yep. We have Alexa Bliss. She's like a high a high end fashion model. She's on the cover of yep. magazines, GQ, Forbes, whatever you name it. She's on she makes the- seven figures a year doing just like you know fashion. She's like one of the best, you know, the the, the top like models in the country, like. Tens of millions of Instagram followers. That's Lexi Bliss. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, she charges like like a, like five grand for like a picture of her signed or something ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, um, um, yeah, you you run us through the women. Just I'll help out this. Yeah. Then you have yeah. Bailey. What what do you see Bailey as? Like I, I see her as kind of like a ricochet, like a female personal trainer. You know that like that people just hate going to her class. Yeah, legit. You can picture once again some like you know obese like fifty year old man is like in in the gym, and then he's like, "Oh, this is so tough. I I can't do this." And Bailey goes, "Ding dong, hello. You have to get the work in if you want to lose weight." Like that's Bailey. Yeah, like, like like she goes up to like the middle aged men with her clipboard, and she's like, "Oh, do you want to do you want to join personal training? It'll cost you this much, whatever." 
And like Bailey's like, Bailey walks around and she like critiques people's form at the gym. That's Bailey. Like you can picture this. She's like, well, your 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 knees are arching in a little bit with your squat form. Would you like to would you like to move your knees out a little? There you go. There you go. Much better. And she's she's like walking around. It's like, oh, your your military press. No, no, your left shoulder's a bit. It's a bit pronating. Like that's Bailey. She's just making a scene at the gym over nothing. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you think about Becky Lynch? What, what do you see her as? What would Becky Lynch be? Um, Becky Lynch. Like, I'll pass this one to you. Um, she's like, she's kind of like, ah, geez, what do I, what do you even say? She's like, um, I can see her as like a stunt double, uh, on, on oh, like, in one. Hollywood. You know, yeah. she's just like this real badass looking. Like, she's not, she's not, she doesn't have the look that Hollywood wants. You know, the Hollywood look to be a main actor. But you yeah. know, she gets she gets the role as a stunt double. She's like, uh, I don't know, she's like Jennifer Aniston stunt double or something, something like that. I yeah. can see that. Or she works. Yeah, she, like... she gets um, she gets like yeah, the nickname for man. She does all the stunts, and then all like the the lead male actors in Hollywood who have Becky Lynch do the stunts for them. They're called like the man's man, <laughs> and it's like this really this this big thing in Hollywood. Like Becky's the man, and you, you, all these guys like Hugh Jackman. You're the man's man. Like you're not doing the stunts. <laughs> Becky's doing the stunts. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Uh, that she owns like an Irish pub in L.A. That's like a really oh. lit spot. <laughs> like Conor McGregor goes there. And he just like he gets pissed drunk. <laughs> he yep. like he fights people at the club, and she's like, "Oh my God, Connor's at my club." Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, then you have Xavier uh-huh. Woods. I- Xavier oh, Woods yeah. is like yeah. this go, superstar Twitch streamer. He's like he's pretty much like Ninja. Pretty much everybody should know who Ninja is. He's this mainstream Twitch streamer. He's a big time Fortnite streamer. Xavier Woods just like he plays video games in front of like two hundred thousand people every day. And he's like super entertaining, super good at the game. He's the best gamer, pretty much the best gamer in the world. Whatever game it is, Overwatch, Fortnite, Call of Duty, whatever game he plays, he just he just he dominates and people love watching him play. That's you know, yeah, you can see it. Yeah, basically. What, what about Lana? Who's Lana in the situation? Um Lana, I see Lana as like a stripper. You know, she's like she she works at like a really fancy club in like Miami or Houston or LA or something like a really. Uh, she, no, she works. Club. She's like a Damien Priest's one where like all the celebrities go. But Kim K will randomly show up. Lana's like you know the, the the cool one there who gets on with Kim Kardashian. Like that's Lana. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. She's at Damien Priest club and you know she's the she's the best stripper there. Yeah. Yeah, so once again, just to really quickly rehash, so we have the top club, which is Damien Priest's club, the Street Profits, the DJs there, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Kim K, everyone, they go to that club, Lana's like, you know, there, then you've got the worst club in town, which is the one with Ziggler, you've got Bree Zango, you've got all these just, these wannabe just like clowns. Uh, uh, Otis, uh, Otis is a male stripper there too. <laughs> Otis is like the, the, the bouncer at the, at the worst club in town, that's Otis. Like... <laughs> Facts. Oh Jesus! Did we miss this anyone big? Do we have any? Is there any other? Uh, Roman Reigns. What about Reigns? Oh, He's yeah. um. Yeah, yeah. I had him as an entrepreneur. Like Reigns is this guy who like there's this family business which has been going for generations. Reigns he like branches off and tries his own thing. It kind of fails, so he goes back to the family business. And all of a sudden, he just excels. He's making like eight figures a year, but then he gets everyone telling him. Well, but but Dwayne, your cousin Dwayne makes fifteen times more money than you, and Reigns just gets like angry about that. Like that, that's Reigns. Yeah, like easy enough. You know, easy enough. Yeah. He's got the Usos. The Usos are like, they're, they're like his henchmen, his, the high ranking executives. They're like his right hand man, right hand man. Yeah, yeah, legit. And what about Ric Flair? What about Flair? Oh God, 
Rick, Rick Flair. <laughs> Rick, Rick Flair is like he hangs out at the night. He's like the freak. He's like he frequents the nightclub that uh that Damian Priest owns. He's just he's always there, like trying to hit on younger women. Like he's got oh, all this freaking money because he's like he's um he's like a former lead singer of a rock band that was super famous in the seventies and eighties. So he's got all this money. He's in VIP with a bunch of women popping bottles. It's just him and like fifteen women hanging out. Yeah. All like they're like they're like you know like like a fraction of his age, and and he's so cool though. Like people are lined up trying to get autographs from him, and he's just like, no, go away. <laughs> Oh god! And then uh, I also want to do this one. Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez is like the lead bouncer at like the all female nightclub. Like that's Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, I like, can see it. You can picture that. Like you know these like you know these like fifteen year old girls trying to sneak into the club. Raquel Gonzalez just like just throws them out. Like you can picture that. Yeah. Um. What about R Truth? Uh, R Truth's a stand up comedian, hundred percent. Oh, easy. You know he does easy. like Netflix specials. He's he's just a really famous stand up comedian. Um, yeah, speaking had... of comedy, speaking of comedy, what about Riddle? Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, bring him up too. You got Matt Riddle, so Matt Riddle, perfect. You guys can see it. Matt Riddle works at a Foot Locker. He's like the best Foot Locker salesman. He knows everything about Jordans and and Adidas, like everything. He shows up to work stoned. You go, he he like he he on his lunch break, he goes out in the back in by the by the dumpsters, gets high, comes back, and he's just like like he's so cool with all the customers. He's just like, bro, what's up? You want you want the Jordan Eights? Alright, bro. I got you, bro. And then and then he goes home and he just proceeds to play video games and get high in, in his parents' basement. Yeah, legit. And then I mean I'll do I'll do this one. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, she's like Snoop Dogg's like tour manager, like lead brand ambassador. So everywhere Snoop Dogg is, you you'll see Sasha Banks. Okay, Sasha Banks becomes like mainstream purely because of Snoop Dogg. And so Sasha Banks starts getting all these roles because Snoop Dogg is, like, so famous. Like, that's legit Sasha Banks. Yeah, easy. And then I, I see Samoa Joe as, like, a professional Muay Thai teacher or karate teacher or something. He, like, teaches all these kids how to do martial arts and, and, and these adults that are trying to learn, just learn a new thing that are bored. And Samoa Joe is just, like, yelling at all the kids, like, oh, you got to do it this way. This, you know, that's not good form. He's just... He's, he's that guy. He's that guy who, like, there'll be some, like, you know, PE excursion for, like, eighth graders. And Samoa Joe, like they're doing like yeah, Muay Thai is like a you know excursion, just like a one-off class activity. And some kids like you know messing around, and he's not paying attention. So Samoa Joe demonstrates his like hold, and he nearly like breaks the kid's neck. He like takes it so seriously, and then Samoa Joe gets like suspended for a few months. Yeah, they, ne- they never invite him back. It hurts his reputation. Uh, yep. That's, um, that's Sheamus, accurate. what about Sheamus? What about Sheamus? Sheamus, hmm. he's a bartender. Like yeah, is that good one? Yeah, he he's the bartender, but like he doesn't have any bouncers at his club because he takes care of all the crazy customers himself. Like like if somebody's yeah, getting yeah. too drunk yeah. and they're like yeah, it's like, it's, on like a girl. The, it's like the mid tier bar in town, but yeah, gone. Yeah, exactly. Go like like he's at yeah a random bar that had like there's like ten people in there at a given time at at most. And if like a guy gets too drunk and he's hitting on a girl, and she's like, "Oh, leave me alone," Seamus just goes over and beats the guy up and throws him out the club and then gets the girl's number, gives her free drinks and stuff, takes her home. He just he's just a cool guy, you know. He's just a random like average guy in society that's just like if you meet him, he's awesome to talk to, you know, cool guy, jacked to, like ripped to shreds. Yeah, legit. And then Titus O'Neil, this one I'll do. Titus O'Neil, he's that guy who writes like parenting like how to textbooks. Yep. Like Titus O'Neil writes parenting books for a living, and he makes bank because all these parents, similar to the MVP thing, they buy into his books. 
thinking it'll help their parenting, but it really doesn't. They just give Titus O'Neil, like, they keep his bank account ticking over because Titus O'Neil is, like, a god-tier parent. So Easy. Yeah, that's him. I yeah. can see it. You know, he's like he's he he does appearances on like the Ellen Show, and Ellen's like, "Oh, I have Titus O'Neil here, author of the best-selling parent help book." And Titus O'Neil is just like the happiest dude in the world, talking about his book. All the, all the women in the crowd are like, "Oh my god!" And then like Ellen DeGeneres, the end of the show is like, "Everyone under your seats is going to be a copy of every book Titus has ever written." And then they'll all just like be screaming and shock off the air, and they'll all be clapping like, "Exactly." You can picture it. Yeah. Then, then, um, this one. How about the Undertaker? What about Taker? Let me say this about Titus O'Neil real quick. Uh, yep. After the show, like Ellen DeGeneres tries to get his number. <laughs> Everybody just freaking loves him. I just want to throw that out there. So, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, what about The Undertaker? This one, Undertaker is a very popular name, especially recently. So, what, like, what do you think of Undertaker, Kevin? No, he, yeah, I, I see him as a guy that does, like, man, like, quote-unquote manly man work, similar to AJ Styles. He does, like, construction, you know, and then, like, he has he has kids, and uh, and his kids turn out to be these millennial snowflakes that all, all they want to do is like build their gaming PCs and they want to sit on their PC playing Fortnite all day. And Undertaker yells at them like, "Come on, we're going to the construction site." And they're like, "No, no, no." And then like his wife is like, "No, no, Taker, we're not taking you. You cannot take them to the construction site. They're too young." And he's like, "Oh God, these damn kids are gonna turn out terrible. I, I'm telling you, they're gonna be terrible with all their damn video games all day." <laughs> and like and, a, and yeah, yeah he he, yeah. he works at a construction place and it's like a really booming construction business and then like he he does yeah he has a biker club on the side too he just like <laughs> after work he gets in his on his harley and just rides off into the town spends all hours of the night getting into mischief at bars and stuff oh my god i think i'll i'll bring this full circle to kind of close us out here i'll let you know you, you can talk after this but Undertaker, he does all the construction work. He's like a man's man. He owns his construction site. He owns like, you know, building site or whatever. He, he comes home. As you say, his son's big into gaming, building their own PCs, video gaming, Twitch. Undertaker, he, he, you know, he, his, his kids are making a racket upstairs or like one of his kids is making a racket upstairs. He, he, he walks up the stairs, like his knees are like giving out. <laughs> he, he, his hips from all his you know, years of doing construction, hard labor work. He barely struggles his way up the stairs. He may, he walks over to the kid's room. He bashes the door down. He opens the door up and he sees the kid looking at pictures of Adam Cole on OnlyFans. Twitch <laughs> yeah. streaming Adam Cole. Undertaker proceeds to literally just grab... He picks up, pick up his son, walks his son down the stairs, tosses him out of the house, locks the door, and that's the Undertaker. And that, in my opinion, is how we're going to close out if WWE Superstars got real jobs that was a bunch of fun kevin <laughs> oh that's too perfect oh my god i can't believe that you what you went up to my misrent oh uh, that was epic um i, I, I just i can't even top i can't I'm, I'm not even gonna try uh, to top that we'll just finish on that that's this we're not you're not going off from that one no, that's um, it. yeah that's it uh, undertaker is the headliner here pal as it should be so yeah that's yep. been elite heat episode nine uh we'll be back next week let's talk about what we got going next week real quick oh uh, next week next week we're gonna bring back the bios now this one uh, kevin's alluded to this if you follow kevin on twitter he's, he's made note of this one it's a pretty fun bio on a guy who i mean some love him others hate him i call him the rating slayer so it's gonna be a bunch of fun i'm sure yeah, we're going to be talking about the one and only Seth Rollins, the man of many gimmicks. How many freaking gimmicks has this dude had? The Architect. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. I've had many gimmicks. <laughs> the Future. 
Ivanka. The Kingslayer, the Messiah. I broke Sheena's nose. I broke Sheena's nose. Seth freaking Rollins. This dude has had like a hundred gimmicks. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. Yeah. So that's guy. next week. It's gonna be a blast. If you you know if you're still here and haven't liked the video, do that kind of stuff. Spam W's in the chat because why not? It's been a blast. Make sure to listen to us on Spotify, yeah, Apple Podcasts, all that kind of good stuff. Kevin, with that being said, see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Follow us on Twitter as well. And if you do listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, leave a review. And we'll talk to you guys next week.